Previously on Badger and the Blitz. London, it's not safe no more. They want to put her to sleep. Run, Badger! Run! Badger, search and rescue division. What are you doing in here? I hate you! I hate you! Ah, Corporal Badger. Saved two nippers last week. She's my best friend. She's out there. Somewhere. On the other side of the water, Jack can see a team of military personnel searching the debris. With them, two dogs, but he can see right away that neither of them is Badger. Where is she? We got one! Jack would recognise that bark anywhere, and as the smoke clears, he sees a third dog tugging an injured man free from the wreckage. Ha! There she is! Look at her go! Leaning out of the passenger window, Jack tries to get a better look at his beloved friend. Badger! Badger, it's me! In the distance, Badger looks up from her search and stares in Jack's direction. She cocks her head on one side, as if trying to work out how Jack could be here. Uh, All right, girl! In the wing mirror of the truck, Jack notices the officer is busy talking with a colleague and decides to take his chance. Carefully opening the door, he defies the instructions that he's been given to stay inside. Jack scrambles across the rubble towards Badger. Badger, it's me! She becomes excited and begins to tiptoe across to where he is. I'm coming, Badger! I'm coming! Oi, lads! Get back in the van, it ain't safe! Jack glances back to see the officer striding towards him, but instead of obeying, he picks up speed, desperate not to delay his reunion with Badger a moment longer. A mighty rumbling begins overhead, prompting Jack to look up. She's gonna go! Take cover! A large section of the roof of the building being searched is starting to give way. At first, small pieces of debris the size of gravel begin to drop onto the ground around him gradually becoming larger and heavier. No, Badger! Get back! Turn around! Jack is frozen in fear, but Badger is more determined than ever to reach him, oblivious to the danger she's in. Seconds later, Jack is grabbed from behind and dragged backwards by the officer. I told you to stay in the van. No! I can't leave her! Jack struggles and squirms and tries to free himself from the officer's grasp. No! Get off! He glances back towards Badger and the pair lock eyes. That's her sensing his distress, and it only drives her desire to be with him even more. Her little paws tread precariously across the sharp rubble laying on the ground. No, Badger! Get back! Jack glances up to see the entire side of the building giving way and crashing down with a deafening boom. The blast throws Jack and the officer to the ground as the air is filled with debris and dust. Everything goes black. (laughs) Jack comes round, dazed and confused. His ears are ringing. He rubs his eyes, which are stinging from the dust. Disoriented, he pulls himself up to his feet and stumbles as he tries to regain his balance. Badger! He desperately scrambles back in the direction that he last saw Badger, but the layout of the dock seems to have changed completely since the building's collapse, and he can't tell which direction is which. Badger! Badger! 
one thing's for sure, there's no sign of her. <coughs> we can't stay here. You don't understand. Undeterred, Jack is on his hands and knees, scrabbling through the debris in search of Badger. He can't let himself imagine any option other than her being alive. Badger! It's no use, son. I'm so sorry. It was just a terrible accident. She's my best friend. Yeah, best get you cleaned up. It'll be dark soon. In the back of the van, the officer applies antiseptic to Jack's knee. It's that really stinky stuff that stings like mad. But today, the pain of his knee is nothing compared to the hurt he feels inside for Badger. She was a brave one, that's for sure. And she did her bit. She was the best. Hey, we'd better get you home, son. Here, better drink some of this. I'm going to load up the rest of them boxes. Sorry, kid. Didn't hear nothing, just, just these boxes. There he is again! There's nothing there, son. Well, the mind's a devil for playing tricks. Jack's having none of it. He drops the blanket from around him and starts to climb down from the back of the van. They're steady on. You can't go back out there. But she's alive. I know it. The officer places his hands on Jack's shoulders, just like his dad would when he had to deliver bad news. I don't think anyone could survive that, son. I mean, look at the place. I'm so sorry. I really am. Woman, hell. I think you're right. It's her. It's Badger. She's alive. Yes! Jack gives the officer the slip, and still limping, he races towards the sound. Jack scrambles across the rubble and debris as fast as his hands and feet will carry him. All of a sudden, through the mist, Jack sees Badger. Their eyes meet and they charge towards each other. Badger's barking, intensifying the whole time. Ten metres, then five, then two. Badger leaps towards Jack and into his arms, knocking him to the ground. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll never let you go again. I promise, girl. To celebrate the end of the war, a massive party is held across the country. In London, people flock to the streets to wave flags and banners and sing and dance. Jack, George and Frank weave their way through the crowds. Jack spots a familiar face. There she is, Josie! Jack, over here! And beside her, Duchess Hamilton. They both wave frantically at Jack and his family, beckoning them to join them. They've not been passed yet, have they? Not yet. You're just in time for the main event. Quick, it's starting. They push their way towards the edge of the road, which has been cleared, ready for the procession, to thank everyone who has helped during the war. This looks like a great spot. Here they come. The procession starts with a marching band, closely followed by a team of nurses for whom everyone cheers loudly. 
recognising the work they've done in helping the sick and injured. Next, the military vehicles, an impressive carnival of tanks, armoured cars and trucks. The Navy and Air Force are up next, along with several classfuls of children all around Jack's age. Each and every person waves and smiles. There she is! I see her! I see her! Where? Over there, behind them trees. I can't see! Up you come, bro. George lifts Jack up onto his shoulders. There she is! I see her! Next in line, behind the nurses, the tanks, the Navy and the school children, are the animals. The brave creatures who have all played their role in the war. There are mules and horses, but most of all, there are dogs. And at the front of the line is Badger, led by her handler and proudly wearing a sash, featuring the medal that she's been awarded for her service. It looks like she's earned her stripes after all. Here comes the Air Force. During the first 10 days of the Second World War, more than 750,000 dogs and cats were put to sleep in the belief that it was needed to save food during the war. The Duchess of Hamilton... Oh, please, call me Nina. <laughs> Nina devoted much of her life to rescuing animals. She founded the Fern Animal Sanctuary, based out of her country home in Dorset, and the charity still carries out vital animal welfare work to this day. In 1941, the War Office published advertisements calling for dog owners to volunteer their pets for defence work. Just like Badger, 7,000 animals came forward, and by the end of the war in 1945... 3,000 had been dispatched to units across the globe. Tragically, only 1,500 made it home again. In 1943, the Dickian Medal was introduced and became known as the Victoria Cross of Animals. The Victoria Cross being the highest award someone can get in the military. The medal recognised the incredible bravery of animals, like Badger, in the line of duty. It is still awarded today. Badger and the Blitz was a Roxo production for fun kids, supported by the Audio Content Fund. 